0: Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. Let's hop into this show real quick. Let's just get this party started. It's me, Solo, let's do this. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Sias is the business bro and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen and learn as each episode is designed to sell welcome to another episode of business burrows all right ladies and gents let's jump on this thing today starting a business for beginners all right so uh first of all let's let's uh, there's something that james used to do on the show all the time uh especially when he was doing the fire intros that i miss and i haven't been doing it and i should do it because If you're like me, every day you're looking at whatever it is that you did the day before and you're trying to improve, you're trying to get better. And so this is something that fell off and I got to get back into this. I got to have some sort of call to action for you guys at the very beginning of my show. So welcome to the Business Bros Podcast. where We're taking non-content creators and turning you into real content creators. One episode at a time, helping your business grow. So make sure you guys subscribe, follow us at Business Bros Pod on social media, or go to our website, businessbros.biz. If you're an entrepreneur and you need help creating content, we provide you an episode for free where we create 30 minutes of content, and then we can show you how to turn that into 30 days of content. So that's it. I got to get something lined up like that that I say at the beginning of every episode, some sort of groove. I got to write out a script, a script or something and, and then throw it in there. James used to do really good job about that on every single episode as he did fire intros, but... I fell off of it somehow, like it moved over to me and I'm doing the intros, but I'm forgetting that introduction of our own show. All right, let's jump into this thing. Okay, so starting a business uh, for beginners. Um, A couple things to note on this. Uh, My background, my background is, uh, I got my degree in accounting. I have a background in taxes. Um, I have a background in real estate and insurance. I've had a number of different businesses, some that did really well and some that didn't do so hot. Um, S-Corps, C-Corps, we've done it all, LLCs, uh, a little bit of everything. And to top that, the cherry on the cake for that one is I've interviewed over 700 different entrepreneurs, and we've talked about their business and their business experience. So today's episode, Start a Business for Beginners from Scratch, it's coming from that aspect. What have I learned from 20 years of being in business, as well as 700 plus entrepreneurs that have been on the show? So this is a... If you're the type of person who wants to start a little side hustle, who wants to maybe start finding a way to break away from your nine to five, you got to add a little bit of extra side income because let's face it, inflation's hot. Um, It just keeps going up. Maybe you're trying to buy a house. Maybe you're trying to take your kids on vacation. Maybe you're trying to get yourself out of debt. Whatever the reason is, there is something that is fueling you. There's something inside you that realizes that where you are today is not where you want to be tomorrow, You have control over that today. You have control over making a change in your life if if it's the change that you really want to make. Now, I want to make sure I premise this with as much caution as I possibly can. I wouldn't wish building a business on anyone. It is not easy. It sounds cool, to leave your 9 to 5 and start your own thing but it's not easy it's going to take work so if this side hustle thing that you want to do if you're uh, you know and thinking about doing business you're a beginner and you're like you know what I'm going to start my business I'm going to I'm going to do everything so that I can work from home or whatever it is and you have this mentality of trying to start a business to make things super easy it's not going to be that way at first Unless you're loaded with cash and you're doing an investment, building a business is a little bit different. If you're a beginner and you're bootstrapping this thing, I wanna make sure you understand this is not an easy process. You're bootstrapping, right? You're starting from the very beginning and chances are if you are a beginner, you don't really know what you're doing. You have a skill set, right? You've learned a particular skill and you wanna take that skill and turn it into some money. Um, so we're gonna talk about that here today, how to build a, how to build a business. But just so you know, it is not going to be easy. Now, 10 steps that I'm going to do, right? 10 steps that I'm going to talk about. I got my notes right here, ready to rock and roll. So let's do this. The very first one, after talking to 700 different entrepreneurs who've been on the show, most people, when they start a business, they start off with a product or service, right? Because I know you're beginning, you're thinking, oh, I'm really good at fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. I'm really good at this. I'm going to start a business around this. And although that may be a good starting point, what I've learned from being in business myself as well as learned from different entrepreneurs is the number one thing you need to do is do a little bit of market research. In other words, you gotta find out if what you're thinking about offering is even something that the market wants. Because at the end of the day, you're only in business if you make sales. If you do not make sales, that's a hobby, bro. That is not a business. So number one is going to be that market research. What are you going to do for market research? And here is a mindset shift that you need to change if you are a beginner entrepreneur. See, a lot of times when I speak to people who are not in the entrepreneur space, they, but they want to get into it, they have this idea in their head. And in their mind, they're thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to tell you this idea. Or sometimes they even verbalize it. They're like, I'm going to tell you this idea. But you can't tell anybody else. Right? This is between us. This is the next million-dollar idea. And I already know, starting off with that mindset right off the bat, they're going to have a hard time succeeding because in their mind, their mind, it's telling them this is a great product. Everybody's going to want it. But everyone believes that about their product or service before they go to market. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter how cool you think your product or service is or how good you think your product or service is. The market needs to determine that. So shift your mindset. It's not about the secret. Believe me, you can give everybody 100% of how to do something step by step on what to do to be successful, to literally copy your pattern of success, and 98% of the population, 99% of the population won't do it. So market research is number one. You You need to ask people about your product or service. Okay, so who is your ideal customer? Let's figure out who that person is going to be. And then you go out and you need to ask those people about your product or service. Hey, I'm thinking about starting this. Um, it'll have this and this and this. What do you think? And what's going to happen is you're going to get feedback. You're going to get feedback from people who are interested. They're either going to say, nah, it's not going to work. Or they're going to say, ah, oh, that's cool, but I would do X, Y, Z. Oh, that's cool, but I, I, I really think I need this. That feedback that you're getting, that is your market research. Don't take it as a negative criticism of what you're doing. Take it as information that could improve what it is that you're going to offer. There's a book by Alex Hermose. Uh, It's called A $100 Million Offer. And I've been rereading this book over and over and over again. And the premise behind this book is simple. How to create an offer so good that people would feel stupid saying no. And part of that process is this market research, is asking your ideal client, finding out what their problems are, if this product or service that you're coming up with, is it something that they may be interested in? Now, remember, this is the beginning. This is step one. You don't actually have this product or service yet, but you're getting this feedback that you need so that when you do bring your product to market, the idea is simple. Right now you're asking people, hey, what do you think of my product or service? And they're going to tell you feedback. But when you get your product to the point where you're saying, hey, this is what I offer and they're like, ooh, I need that, at that point, that's when you have a viable product or service because you fine-tuned it, right? At the beginning, the first time you ask, hey, I'm trying to do this and they give you feedback, your product is not so good or service is not so good that they feel dumb saying no. They're actually telling you no and they're telling you the reasons why it's a no. And if you skip this step, step number one, your market research, if you skip this step, you're going to go into number two, which is decide on your product or service to make a sale, right? You're going to decide on number two, but you're going to do that first. So you're going to spend all kinds of time developing a product, developing your service, your pricing, your process, your upsells, your downsells. You're going to spend all this time creating this thing on a product or service, but because you skip step number one, the market research part, you might spend all that time developing a very kick-ass product or service, and nobody likes. That nobody's going to say yes to. And that is one of the most frustrating things that a beginning entrepreneur can have. Because they spent a lot of time developing that product or service. There's a lot of pride, time, blood, sweat, tears, in creating your product or service. But if you didn't do step number one, if you didn't do that market research, then you created something that's super cool, but it's super cool for you. This is where we get the, the hobbies, right? So number two is gonna be to decide on a product or service, and that's part of what you're doing in, in step number one. You're doing your market research, you're deciding on this product or service, you're fine-tuning it, you're adjusting it, you're seeing what the what, what the market is is liking. And then in step two, once you decide on a product or service, your goal is to make a sale. Okay. At least one. Now here's the process: you're doing your market research, your your ideal customers are telling you what you want. You finally decide, okay, this is what I'm going to put together. You say yes, you collect revenue, and now it's time for number three, which is to fulfill the order. Right, this is where you actually do the work. And a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of you guys who are in the beginning stages of the business, this is where you're going to excel. When you fulfill the order, this is where your skill set begins to shine. This is where you do a great job for the customer, your craftsmanship, your artwork, your product, whatever it is. This is where you get to kick some ass, right? This is you being awesome. But here's the trap, especially for the solopreneurs. You get so good at fulfilling this order because you're really good at this particular task. That you go and make another sale, fulfill the order again. You make another sale, you fulfill the order again. You make another sale, fulfill the order again. And all of a sudden, you're doing a great job and you're excited. But that same process is going to burn you out. Because you're good at fulfilling your order. This is why you got into business in the first place. But remember, what we're doing here, this is starting a business for beginners. This is not starting a job that you own for beginners. So yes, you're bootstrapping it, and at first, when you fulfill those orders, you're going to feel really good about the work you do. You're going to feel really good about the brand that you're putting out there because you're putting your name out there, you're putting your your reputation on the line, you're doing good work. But what I want you to do is take a step back, and this is going to be step number four. So you're fulfilling some orders. I need you to review the process. Successful businesses are successful not because they're able to do the work, it's because they're able to do this next part, this this part number four, which is to review the process. They step back and say, okay, what was that process like from beginning? What was the sales conversation like? We talked about doing the market research, doing a little homework there, figuring that out. Cool. When I took payment, what was that process like? Did you send them to a landing page? Was it by phone? Did you have them, like, or is it in person where they actually process a credit card terminal? What did the fulfillment look like? Did they, get a, did they get an email saying what to expect? Did they have to write a proposal? Did we have to fill out an estimate? Is there a purchase order? Do you have to order parts? Like this entire process to you as the technician, as the person doing the work, it's second nature. You're not even thinking about it because you've been doing this for a long time. You just know what the next step is. But in order to build a business, you need to take a step back and you start to review this process and you lay it down on paper or maybe you do a screen share recording, right? Where you're, you're literally showing people what you're doing. You're recording this process because once you review the process, once you have the system laid out, now it's time to go into step five, which is make improvements. You see, every step in a business can be improved. If it can be measured, it can be improved. And the improvement process, this is where your business is going to save you time and money, right? Systems is an acronym for uh, save yourself, time, energy, and money, right? Um, I think I did that right. I don't know. Sometimes I mess up with my acronyms. But anyways, uh, so you, now you know your process. You have it laid out. Now it's time to look at each individual process and say, how can I improve this? All right, let's talk about taking payments. Was it, a, was it a good idea to take the payment over the phone? Could it have been easier to send an invoice via text or via a landing page? What is my process like and how can I make improvements? How can I make it easier for the customer to do business with me? You're going to make improvements. And every time you fulfill an order, this is step number six, you're going to repeat the process. Go. You're going to look at the process that you have, review it. You're going to look for improvements. You're going to implement. Then you're going to review the process again. You're going to look at the process that just happened. You're going to look at the improvements. Were the improvements that you made beneficial? Did they take more time? Did they help the customer achieve the goal that they wanted to achieve? This work that you're doing right here in the review the process, make improvements, repeat the process, review the process, make improvements, repeat it one more time. You're doing this in order to develop what the next step is, step number seven, which is to create a system to remove yourself from the process. Because remember, think back to why you got into this business in the first place. The very first thing we talked about, you were trying to get out of debt, trying to have extra money to go on vacation. Maybe you wanted to buy a house. Maybe you wanted to quit your nine to five. You see, all these whys, are going to help push you through some of these tough, tough times because the hardest part of business is thinking about your business. It's thinking about it as a business owner, not as a technician. Most entrepreneurs burn out because they spend all their time as a technician and they're really good at the work that they're doing, but they haven't stepped back to see the entire process. They haven't analyzed and improved the process. And so they, ha- because they have no improvements, because they don't know what the process is like, they can't step back to create systems for each of those. So now, if- what if you create an intake system? I'll give you an example. When you walk into a McDonald's, what's the intake process? There's two now. One, you can walk up to the counter. Actually, there's three now. One, you can walk, I will even go four. But anyways, okay, so you can walk up to the counter, place your order with you know the teenager pushing the buttons right behind there. That's a system that's put in place to remove the owner from actually taking the order, right? Removed from a process, there's somebody else who can take your place. Now that person might be costing too much. That's what happened in this last uh, the last few years. A teenage employee costs too much to be paid fifteen bucks an hour, whatever it is in California, to run that McDonald's. So they're replacing it with another pair of systems: an app and a kiosk. Has that made it easier for the customer to come in and place an order? Yes, it has. Now you can order on the app, just go in and pick it up. You can walk in, don't have to talk to anybody, go to the kiosk and pay. All these systems are being thought of as a process. They're stepping back and they're thinking, how can I improve my process? Are you doing that with your business? You have to. Because the idea is not to get yourself to work in here forever. The idea is to look at your process, create a system and then replace yourself, which is step eight. Now, you're not gonna replace yourself 100% right away, but you're gonna replace some of those things in your process that you're not good at. Because we already talked about what you're good at, right? You're the technician, you started this business because you were good at this skill. And the fulfillment of the order, that's your happy place. This is where you're doing the greatest work because this is where your skill level's at. But the accounting, the setting up the invoice, Maybe the marketing, those might not be your strong suits, but because you've taken this process and you've taken a step back, you know where those things are in your sales cycle. You know what your customer is going to experience at each facet of 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 their sales cycle. Now you can step back and replace yourself with someone who is really skilled at bookkeeping or someone who is really skilled at marketing or someone who is really skilled at Front end sales, or someone who's really skilled at whatever it is that you don't want to do in your business. And that frees up more time for you to do what you need to do. For you to go out and make more sales, for you to go out and fulfill more jobs, you start to replace yourself. And then we got number nine. And to me, this is probably the most difficult part of building a business because this is where my weakness is managing and leading people you see you've done your market research which means you've created an offer or a product or service that people are saying yes to you did your homework ahead of time you created that product or service that people were saying yes to and you started to make some sales you fulfilled the order You reviewed your entire process, you looked at it, you started to make improvements, you made some more sales, you made some more improvements, you created systems for some of these processes that are in place, you've replaced yourself, so you got people managing these systems, and now you gotta manage people. And this, to me, has always been the most difficult thing because nobody that you hire in your business is gonna care about your business as much as you do. Work as hard in your business as much as you do. Plus, even your best employees are going to steal from you a little bit. So managing people is not the easiest thing in the world. They're not as good as you. They're not as fast as you. They don't anticipate things like you. They are not you. You. So if you're going to manage and lead people, it means that you need to become a manager and you need to become a leader. Not a boss. See, I always find this uh, dynamic differently. I don't know if you guys have ever worked for somebody that sees themselves as your boss. They are not fun to work for. They don't really... Care about you as an employee, what your dreams are, your aspirations, where you want to go. But the best leaders help their employees reach their goals, their dreams, their objectives. They're there to help them succeed. So when you're bringing somebody on to your team, right? This is this is what I've found works for me. When you're bringing someone on to your team, be sure. To sit down with them and figure out what it is that they think they can do to help your business. How can they show improvement? And this is not just when you interview them the first time. You need to talk to them on a regular basis. I know, I'm guilty. I don't do that as often as I should. But you need to talk to them on a regular basis. Because you need to know what's going on, A, in your business. And B, since they're the ones managing the systems that you created on a regular basis, they're the ones doing the fulfillment now or they're the ones doing the sales or they're the ones doing the marketing, they're gonna experience problems, hiccups, things that you didn't see because you weren't, you're not running that business or that section of your business as often. And you need to ask them what you can do to help them improve. Give them the ability the creativity, the flexibility, to make changes in your business—the best way they see fit—and you can set parameters around that, right? Like, you know, there's—you can go from from this point to this point. Anything in here, you can use your creative space, right? Use budgeting, for example. Look, we need to get you know ten people in this in this uh, training for Tuesday. You have $1,000 to do it. Um, You have whatever it is. These are your criteria. Have at it. You, as a leader, you, as a manager, you're there to give your people the tools they need to be successful. But it comes with a mindset shift. Because again, you're providing them the tools, you're not doing it for them. You're giving them the resources. You are not doing it for them they will do it and in their time you are not going to do it because you can do it faster and this to me is where the hiccups come about this to me is where I struggle as a leader as a manager because there's a lot of things that I can do a lot faster than people I bring on there are things that I can do better than the people I bring on but it's not about me As a leader and a manager, it's about providing them with the tools, providing them with the confidence, providing them with the resources. And if you do that well, and you give fuel to their creativity, give them the ability to buy into your idea, your concept of what you're building, people love. To create and look back and say, look, this is what we created together. They don't need to own a piece of your company for them to have that feeling of, look what we created. And if you give your people that ability to do that, they're going to work for you even harder. Because they want to see that dream achieved too. It's not always about incentivizing with money. Money's great. Make sure you pay people, especially good people, good money. You want to keep good people. But oftentimes it's the work. When you're showing up every day and you are told and drilled and ridiculed for your work, you're not going to want to show up. But if you show up to work every day and people are encouraging you, helping you, you're working towards something together. People love to show up for that all the time. All right, so number 9 that's managing lead people and then that leads me to number 10. And this This is where businesses thrive or die. You need to go out and make more sales. You are the business owner. Unless you set up a sales process and you have a sales team generating that revenue for you, at the beginning as a bootstrapper, you are the rainmaker. You're either going to make sales and provide your business with the revenue and the capital that it needs to put these systems in place, to put people in, to invest in people so that Those processes can go forward to invest in buildings or equipment or whatever you need. All that stems from your ability to make sales, from your ability to have a conversation with a potential client and ask for the business. Number 10, make more sales. If you're thinking about getting in business and the thought of being a salesman just drives you at the wall, you don't want to do that, pick something else because business is not for you. You have to be a salesman. You have to be a marketer if you are going to bootstrap your business and you're going to bootstrap it successfully. The way businesses scale is by selling, not order taking. There's a difference. You see, when you get a referral, when your aunt or your Uncle or your best friend does business with you because you know they're close to you. That is not a sale. That isn't taking. That you're taking their order. They were going to do business with you anyways because they're your friend. But a real successful business can put their message in front of people that they don't know. Can have a conversation with someone they just met. Can do a presentation in front of many people, whatever it is, and make sales to complete strangers. To identify the needs of others and show them how your product or service is a solution that solves their problem. If you are not down to be a salesperson, business ain't for you. So 10 steps. Number one, market research. Number two, decide on a product or service. and Go out and make that sale. Number three, fulfill the order. Number four, repeat the process. Do it again. Number five, make improvements. I'm sorry, review the process. Then make improvements, then repeat until your improvements have developed number six, or I'm sorry, number seven, which is systems in place. Take those systems and replace yourself, that's number eight, to replace yourself with those systems. And then manage and lead people, that's number nine. Number 10 is make more sales. That's, in a nutshell, how you can start a business. And like I said at the beginning, this is not easy. Simple, so laid out 10 steps. And you pretty much works for any business out there, any idea that you have, but it's not easy. It's going to take work. How much work? Depends on how fast you want to go. One of my favorite uh, audios that I listen to in the morning when I run, one of them is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger having a speech and he's there, he's talking about how you have 24 hours in a day. Six of them are used for sleeping. And I know you're thinking, I sleep eight hours. Well, like Arnold says, sleep a little faster. So you sleep six hours, that leaves you 18 hours. You got a nine to five job. Maybe you travel up and back. Maybe that's another 10 hours drive time and work. So you got six hours in your day. You got those six hours left over. Maybe you eat, spend some time with family, do what you need to do. You literally can have a good two to three to four hours a day that you can invest into yourself, into your business, into your products or services, into you to make your life a little bit different. But it's coming at a cost. And the first cost you have when you're a beginner is time. A couple hacks here as we get to the end of our time, a couple hacks that I've learned uh, for business. Number one, audiobooks. Grab an audiobook. There's a ton of different books that you can read. If you've never been in business, you have no idea how things work as far as uh, you know, business is concerned. I, I like the first book that I ever read as far as business is concerned was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Change your mindset on how you see money. For a business, so you can understand the different types of people in a business, Michael Gerber's got a book called E Myth Revisited. That's great. So get the audiobook and the Kindle. You want to hit the fast forward button, get the audiobook, read it in one and a half to two times speed. Hold the Kindle book in front of you and read the book in the words as you hear the audio. Your comprehension will skyrocket. You'll get more stuff. And then here's the key the ultimate hack implement what you learn. Learn something, implement it. Learn something, Implement it. Every time you try something, I'm not saying it's the magic key. It's going to work every single time, but you'll learn something. Something is going to get better in your business. Something is going to get worse in your business. You learn and you make those improvements. Step number five is review the process. I'm sorry. Step number four is review the process. Step number five is make improvements. That's how you do it. You learn something from another entrepreneur who's done it, especially if it's somebody in your industry. You implement it in your business. You make improvements. That's how you grow. So look, if you're thinking about getting in business, you need help with your marketing, you need help with your advertising stuff, well, make sure you guys hit us up. At business bros pod is our social media handle. Our website is businessbros.biz. Look, if you need, if you have any questions, you ever have something you're like, hey, I was thinking about doing this, or you know, do you suggest an S Corp? Or, you know, do you have an attorney you can talk to? I got a huge network of people, different entrepreneurs in all kinds of different spaces. So if you're interested in starting a business, you don't know where to start, hit me up on the DMs at Business Bros Pod. Looking forward to talking to you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Learned something new. We'll see you guys again in Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you are ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bros, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start.